0: And so we will pivot here and, and talk about labor organizing in New York City. Uh, labor unions, according to all public uh, opinion surveys, we're seeing are more popular than any time they've been in more than fifty years. Uh, close to seventy percent uh, public support, and among uh, young people that support uh, approaches eighty percent. But it's one thing to support the idea of uh, labor unions or belonging to a labor union. It's another thing to get organized. And to be able to, uh, benefit from the, the power that comes with belonging to a union and having a union. And one group that's, uh, really playing a fascinating role at this moment is, uh, the emergency worker organizing committee or EWOC. Uh, it started during the pandemic, uh, as a hotline for, uh, essential workers to call that, uh, were, you know, having all sorts of challenges at work and we're trying to figure out what to do and to, Join us today to talk about what Ewok is up to because they continue to be very active. Is Samuel Fleischman? He's an organizer with Ewok here in New York City. Samuel, welcome to WBAI
1: ninety-nine point five FM. Hi, John. It's nice to be here. Thanks for
0: having me. Uh, Sure. Uh, So, um, can you just elaborate a little bit more about Ewok's origins and what it uh, what it is and what is the need that it has been meeting?
1: Sure, so uh, Ewok started uh, in the midst of the pandemic in early 2020, but um, basically started very naturally, organically. There was a lot of organizers uh, on the left labor movement and people, uh, actually a lot of people were working on the end of the Bernie Sanders campaign. And naturally, uh, a lot of these people were getting a huge influx of uh, messages and DMs from workers, uh, a lot of frontline and essential workers, asking for support because they were dealing with lack of PPE equipment, um, unsafe condition, working conditions, uh, and they didn't know what to do. So it sort of happened, you know, in a rapid response, organic moment that a bunch of uh, smart people got together and basically created like a get support form, like a hotline for if you are having issues at your workplace, um, you can contact us and we'll get back to you within 48 hours and we'll sort of, you know, figure out the best response for your working situation and, uh, and, and help you, uh, help you build power in your workplace. So that's how it initially started. And then, you know, it just sort of, it, it, it met the moment. I think we've all seen in the last. Two to three years that this, there's been this huge uptick in labor upsurge, as they call it, of workers, uh, being upset about their working conditions and wanting to make a change and, and wanting to have voice and respect in their workplace, um, and not really knowing, uh, where to go, not having the resources, uh, or the experience to know about labor law or their rights or sort of the fundamentals of organizing and how to, how to you know, build collective power and change their workplace. Um, you know, the labor organizing labor movement has sort of been on a downward trend for several decades. So uh, a lot of, you know, union locals, uh, if you go to their website, for instance, it's like a website from 1998 and they, you know, there's no contact information for an organizer. There's definitely no, like, easy to fill out, get support form. So uh, workers were sort of left without the resources and experts sort of to help them along in their journey. And so that's the sort of role that Ewok played. Um, and we've been playing that role since the pandemic, and it's really grown out of uh, that era of sort of virtual organizing and remote organizing to where we are now with people like me and a group of folks uh, who are starting Ewok chapters around the country and providing on-the-ground sort of physical uh, organizing support for workers.
2: So, Sam, Ewok offers a variety of support and resources to workers who um, are disgruntled or want to organize at uh, their job. Everything from, you know, here's how you organize a single-issue campaign. Maybe you're not ready to uh, organize a full union, but you can do a single-issue campaign around a pay, raise, or whatever it is. Um, And then, also, you might suggest somebody to join an already, or you might, you know, help someone join, uh, try to join an already established union, having uh, you know, a union vote at their workplace and then join an already established union, or they might start their own independent union, like we see with Trader Joe's workers, with Amazon workers, um, etc. So there's a lot of working options there. Uh, does working with Ewok give you uh, more freedom as an organizer than it would to work at um, a more entrenched bureaucratic um, union? And can you just talk about that?
1: Uh, it, it definitely does. I think, you know, at the end of the day, if you think about one of the, one of the messages you want to sort of say as a, as a worker, right. Or if you're talking to workers is that, you know, the union is the workers. So I think over time we've sort of forgotten that the the power of organized workers, you know, comes from, comes from collective action and a group of people getting together and uh, having common interests and common goals and fighting together. Um, so if we if we hold that you know true, then you know Ewok is a sort of vehicle to allow workers that are already acting like a union, even if they haven't been certified, you know, by the NLRB or taken certain legal steps, they're acting like a union, um, and Ewok has the freedom to sort of advise them um, and and offer support, whether it's legal support, um, research requests, and research support, or or media spokes, a host of things it's it's all in the best interest of those workers um and that's not to say that you know lots lots of workers uh, and campaigns we've supported end up um affiliating with unions um some have started their own independent unions and and at the end of the day whether it's your own union or you're joining a a union local if you're keeping sort of that idea that you know we are we as the workers are the union and we can sort of decide for ourselves as rank and file workers Uh, what's, what, 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 what we want our future to be, then, then the sky's the limit really. So yeah, Ewok, um, doesn't have relationships, um, with any, you know, unions. Some unions have like worker centers that are affiliated with them. For us, it's really about, um, what's best for the workers and that freedom, um, allows us to sort of like offer different advice or different pathways that, you know, other unions might not be able to, to offer. So, um,
0: yeah. Right. And, uh, Ewok is, uh, currently has 250 active union organizing campaigns going on nationwide, which is incredibly impressive. Uh, but can you tell us more about some of the successful union organizing efforts, uh, that Ewok has led here in New York?
1: Sure. I'd love to. Um, so funny enough, we're actually doing uh, putting on a, our first in-person training for, for Ewok in New York, uh, in June in the next few Saturdays. Um, and we're having some workers come who've, who've been supported by Ewok and successfully organized and successfully formed unions, uh, coming to speak. So, for instance, uh, there's the Vital Climbing Gym Union. So this is a, uh, a smaller chain of, of climbing gyms, uh, in the city, some in Brooklyn, some uptown in Manhattan. Um, and a worker got in touch with us uh, over a year ago at the uptown location, um, and was connected with uh, one of our volunteer organizers. And basically, through the process of them learning about union organizing and building an, an organizing committee, and talking to all their coworkers about their issues and building an alignment, they successfully formed a union. And uh, with Workers United, uh, which is a affiliate of SEIU, um, and they won their election and that was great. And actually now, uh, they've gone on to file another election with a second climbing gym location. So you really see the power of this growing because when it's, when it's led by workers and it's workers who have the tools, uh, and know how to organize, uh, it makes it so much easier for them to talk to workers at a different location. If it's a chain because they've gone through those experiences in this case, you know, these, these climbing gym workers know the ins and outs of what that workplace is like, what the struggles are, uh, and it makes it a lot con- more conducive to, to successful organizing. So, um, that was successful. Um, we've also did, this is also very recently, but the, um, uh, the first, uh, standalone New York City pizzeria, uh, is, is, uh, unionizing, um, and they actually, it, it's Barbancino, uh, pizzeria in Crown Heights and they just, filed for their union election about two weeks ago. And uh, they're a really great group of uh, workers. Uh, I would uh, tell everyone here, you can go on the uh, Jacobin website uh, or Jacobin magazine, and there's a great article written by Ops Press about their organizing journey and their story and how they were able to uh, to, to uh, successfully organize. So um, I, I'll, I'll sh- I, I want to shout out just two more because, and I could keep showing, yeah. but there's, there's also this great... Uh, uh, online therapist group, um, for the National Eating Disorder Alliance, uh, the NIDA Helpline uh, Associates Union, uh, and the worker actually leading that campaign, uh, had contacted, um, Zoran Mandami's office in Queens, um, last year with a sort of issue about, um, how could they organize their workplace? And Zoran
0: is a, of- a socialist and an assembly member, uh, from uh, Queens represents the yeah. district out there, correct?
1: Yes, correct. So uh, he, uh, th- their team, sort of has you know heard and, and knows about Ewok now. So she was able to connect with with uh, another Ewok volunteer organizer, and uh, the same thing. You know, over time, was able to organize uh, her coworkers, and they filed for an election. But I just want to point out, just you know, because this is a more complex story, and people can also Google this. Um, that they successfully filed for an election and won and then the employer um these were online you know therapists they they fired all of the therapists um and replaced them with a chatbot so i just want people to think about um sort of what links employers will go to to sort of protect their profits and and how they sort of will disregard workers and that
2: was here in new york that they replaced the workers with the chatbot
1: yeah, that, that was here in New York. And that, uh, and
2: that's not because there was also these, sorry to interrupt, but the, I have to draw this connection briefly. There was also an eating disorder helpline. Um, that fired its staff when they said they were going to unionize and transition to chatbot. And then within like two weeks, they had to take down the chatbot because there was such a slew of terrible responses. But I guess this right. is a widespread issue because these are different instances. So continue. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, right.
0: Staff. When is a chatbot ever had to actually Ugh. deal with an eating disorder? <sighs>
1: Yeah, it just sort of goes to show that, um, you know, it's for workers to keep in mind too, you know, because I'm sure there's a lot of people listening in right now is that, you know, your employer will show their true colors, uh, when put to the, when put to the, to the iron, you know, when, when faced with pressure, they'll show that they, they, you know, they care about, uh, maintaining the status quo, maintaining their profits, um, because there's no way that a, a chat bot could do what a, what a human does and, and sort of, you know, talking to another human being about their experiences. So, um, yeah, um, those are, those are a couple stories. Um, uh, I could go on, you know, Ewok has also been sort of helping the Trader Joe's workers and supporting some campaigns in the city. Uh, there was a very, uh, unfortunate, uh, union election earlier this year where Trader Joe's workers, uh, filed at the Essex store in lower Manhattan. Um, and they actually tied. So they tied their election 76, 76. It would have been the first Trader Joe's United. So that's the independent union, uh, in New York city. It would have been one of the first new grocery stores, the union eyes in the city in a long time. It's really hard to organize a, a shop that big. Uh, and then some weird, you know, some people know this too. In a tie, the tie goes to the employer.
0: It's just right. A rule. Yeah. We, we have a story about that, uh, uh in our current print edition. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, a, a tough loss and, uh, um, uh, Amba, I know you reported on that uh, story, but uh, we will have to go here in another uh, minute or so. So, sure. uh, Sam, can you tell us a little bit more about these trainings uh, that are going to be held at the People's Forum by Ewok over the next two Saturdays? Uh, w- what y'all are going to cover it, um, in these trainings, and how people can uh, get involved if they want to want to join.
1: Sure. So um if you go to uh to hear about to learn more about the trainings, you can go to uh the organized workers or e Ewok uh, Twitter account and there'll be some posts about that. Um maybe afterwards if there's a way to follow up with some links on the trainings themselves. But yes, they're gonna be at the People's Forum this Saturday and the next Saturday from ten AM to 1.30. So uh this is a cornerstone of of Ewok's organizing model. Um we hold these trainings online, uh, now six times a year. Um, and we've, tr- we've helped train thousands of workers on sort of the organizing fundamentals. Um, and we're really excited to now do this in person because, uh, in person organizing and getting to meet people, um, build a relationship is really powerful. So. Uh, the eWalk training is split into, uh, essentially four parts, uh, and we basically run you through sort of the A to Z of how to build rank and file power at workplace, how to build, uh, towards collective action, whether that's, um, a petition or whether that's filing for a union election. Um, it's really laying the groundwork for like how, what, what's the best, uh, the best keys to success for organizing. And the way we do it is, we bring together some really great volunteer eWalk organizers, um, people who've had multiple successful campaigns and, 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 uh, and then we, we pair them with workers who've also organized successfully. So all the campaigns I just talked about, including, and, and in addition more, workers will be there sort of talking through the content, talking about their experience and really breaking down in a simple way. Cause, you know, sometimes this gets complicated and there's words people don't understand. And we try and make it a very, popular education style about, you know, this is really at the end of the day about like how you can build community at your workplace, how you talk to your coworkers about sensitive issues um, and how you sort of get over a lot of real fears and anxieties and struggles that, that workers have to deal with in, in, right. uh, in when, when they start to organize. So um, it's broken down into four parts and then right. we, uh, we,
0: we have to wrap up here, but um, okay. yeah. So, Um, uh, Samuel Fleischman, uh, uh, Organizer with Er Emergency Worker Organizing Committee, Uh, thank you so much for joining us this evening on WBAI Radio.
1: Appreciate it, John and Emma.
0: Thank you.